Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another weekly chat with me and Kim. We are super excited. Kim and I, okay, y'all, I, I got to figure out my grammar at some point. We're super excited <laughs> to talk to you today because um, we want to get into the topic of boundaries. We know that, um, and I do want to share this random fact before I forget, boundaries in Spanish, um, the word for it is limites, um, which I didn't know. Um And we really just want to chat about what they are, um, give you some examples and um, drive point the drive the point home that um, it's important to think about them just because over time you may find yourself kind of out of sorts. And as you pile on more responsibilities into your life, not have not thinking through the boundaries that you need for yourself might kind of set you up to feel burnt out at work and personal relationships and romantic relationships and even in with in a relationship with yourself mm -hmm. um so I kind of want to kick off this topic um with uh, a question to Kim which is um you know what um what what's your definition of boundary let's start there um and I'll share the book definition that I have from a book <laughs> that I read but I also think personal interpretation of what a boundary is is an interesting topic yeah I love that you asked that because I feel like it's not something that I have really thought about much until recently honestly like I feel like especially in Latino families like I feel like there are no boundaries yeah <laughs> so thinking about like for me what a boundary is is being able to say no knowing your limit knowing when you know it could be like you said in many different ways like sometimes even like a social boundary of as you guys know I um um I have a toddler and a, a little one on the way and you know, just being able to say, no, I need time just for me and my family. And I don't want to be overwhelmed or overstimulated with all these other people and things. Um, so yeah, I think it's kind of finding a, a way, for me, it's finding a way to say how I'm really feeling and saying, you know, I don't want extra people or time or space. I, I need, I need my own, um, my own space and time. So I, Again, for Latinos, I think it's hard because I feel like our families yeah. kind of set this expectation that we don't have, like boundaries are not a thing. And like, if they need you, you will be there. Family <laughs> so. is ride or die. You know, yes. I, so I, I will read the a, a short definition from a book called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Um, as boundaries are expectations and needs that help you feel safe and comfortable in your relationships. Um, we'll we'll kind of dissect that. But going back to Kim's point, I think that because the concept of family or however the family structure that you have, right? Sometimes it's like chosen friends or ch I think of friends as chosen family. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> feel like you are supposed to always be there. Mm -hmm. And um, I pride myself in being a friend who can really be there and support my friends up until I've like two years ago when I started all of a sudden running into very adult scary moments of like losing people I loved and um, just a lot of very hard um, things that were kind of going over many many months and it wasn't a one-day thing yeah. so I started really thinking about how I wanted to exercise my boundaries I will say um, I've lived away from home for close to eight years, a, a really long time. I was living in Atlanta for a while. And recently I've started spending more time with my parents in Maryland. And it's kind of brought up this question of like boundaries because we are sharing a home. And as a woman who had her own home and spending time again with my parents, we've had to readjust how we, um, how we 
uh, think about time, responsibilities, and um, also kind of observing the day-to-day life that my parents lead and learning to have the language to speak to them about what's okay for me and what's not and how to respectfully navigate those. Um, it's not it's not easy. Uh, I will start with one thing for me, which is that I am um, an introvert. I do need a lot of downtime. I do need um, just a heads up if anyone's going to drop in. Uh, ideally, like they let me know a few days that they're going to drop in. Um, <laughs> my parents are wildly different. Like we have people dropping in randomly um, on a Friday night and they're like, oh, so-and-so came. And I'm I'm like I'm trying to read my book and do my face. What, what do you mean? So and so came. So I've over time had said has I've told them. Listen, I am I attend a lot of meetings during the workday. I have to be really on. And by the time the evening rolls around, more than half of the time, I all I want is just quietness. I want to go on my walk. I want to go to the gym. Um, I want to read my book. I, I want to pour back into myself, and that's how I I need to pour back into myself. Um, so they've understood that. And now we kind of have this understanding that unless it's like a very dire situation, um, I'm not expected to go and engage with the relatives that visit unless like something's really, really needed. Mm-hmm. And, um, we've been doing a really good job of that. Um, what about you, Kim? Tell me about your relationship with boundaries, family, all that. You know, um, I'm definitely a little bit more on the extroverted side. I prefer to be with people, but I feel like it depends on who <laughs> like there's some people that I can like so I as you were talking I was thinking of my husband and how he's more introverted and he's had to say like I need space from you <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't want to talk right now I that's not that he's upset or anything it's just yeah. like he just needs space and I'm like but you're <clears> the <throat> one person that I want to be around all the time like, like <laughs> it's harder for me to um to see that so boundaries go both ways is one thing I wanted to say like and I have to recognize when someone else is like I can't be and I think you and I even had this experience in college a couple times where you'd be like I need my space and I'm like we just need to be together all the time I don't want to be I don't like I don't like being alone (laughs) I remember this I had no language to explain um my like my introvertedness I was like why do I feel so frustrated right now it had nothing to do with you it's my energy level (laughs) exactly it's like we just we just need different things and so I think um I think for me it's kind of recognizing that some people in my life need me to respect their boundaries and also the type of boundaries that are hard for me is more so um I can be around people and and spend energy most of the time but what's harder for me is when folks are asking a lot of me resource wise and I feel like I want to help them as you all know I work in nonprofit so I think it's just kind of part of me who I am I'm a very empathetic person I want to help when I can and I think that it can be very easy for family friends neighbors, anyone, just to kind of like, not necessarily take advantage, because I do truly enjoy helping. But then it's hard for me to then say, I can't help you right now, or I don't have the money to give you or I won't co sign that loan for you. All things that I have been asked. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's big stuff. And so those have been things that I've had to really, really work on, like you said, respectfully saying, no, I can't. So like, for me, the the I definitely sometimes do need space, but I think more the bigger boundary issue that I've faced is kind of my my time and my my energy and my resources in terms of doing things for folks. So my oh. sister has four kids and like that can also be draining to like 
I want to help her. And I know that my family wants to help her and they're a lot of work. (laughs) So it's like, how do you respectfully and kindly say not right now? Uh, And Juan has a very big family too. My husband. So he, we are often struggling with that. I think a funny example is when we first, when I first graduated college, Juan and I moved to DC and we were living there for about 18 months or so. I kid you not, we drove to Delaware almost uh, two, three times a month. Yeah, you were gone every other weekend. I was gone a little while and I was like, where's my friend Kim? You know, where did she go? It was so hard because in their eyes, it's like, it's only two hours away. You need to come see us. Um, And so that was draining. And it was a really good example of like me not being able to say no. Like I just, I I felt compelled that if we had time off, we should go be with our family. Family is really important as uh, all of you know, for Latinos. So yeah, I think that was like, so over the, over the years, um, we've had to really work on that. I still live close to home. I've always lived really close to my parents and my family, but I've been able to say, no, I'm I'm busy, or I just don't feel like going out today. Or you can come over if you want to. <laughs> yeah, like that. those are great examples. I I want to dig deeper on the topic of resources and money. So, I often run into this issue, and I I I want to give my mom a shout out because she she and her brother of their a total of nine siblings. Um, most of the siblings are in Peru, and um, they run into situations often where um. They're not necessarily asking my parent, my mom and uncle to send money, but it feels like they kind of like need that help. And so some kind of personal tragedy strikes and my parents are kind of the go, my mom and my uncle are kind of the go-tos, right? And um, I've talked to my mom about this because I think she, she does a really good job at sharing when she can, but also setting very clear limits of like what she can do and what she is not able to afford because she has three children. Um, we now uh, are caretakers to my grandfather. So a lot more expenses there. And, um, when in, in the past, I was not very good at managing what I had and sharing with others. Like I would overdo it to the point where sometimes I recall, oh, this is embarrassing to say, but one of my first boyfriends whom you didn't like, um, <laughs> for good reason too. But, um, we took a, tri- I, I took a trip down and to Peru and I wanted him to join me and I wanted him to see his mom. I paid for this man's travel to Peru on a credit card, like money I didn't even have because I wanted him to be with his family and early twenties. Right. So like dumb, Um, I would never do that now. Not because I'm saying I wouldn't share with a partner, but it's like, if I don't even have that money, I have no business sharing that with others. Putting it on credit's different, right? Of course, of course. And I would say now, um, I, uh, when I started having jobs that paid a little bit more, I would come to my mom and I would say, Hey, I know there's something going on in Peru. Um, can you help me gauge how much I can share? Because I still have my student debts and everything else. Like what's, what feels like I'm supporting, but also still putting me first. And she would say, Oh, you can send $20 or whatever over time. That's grown because I've made a little more money, but I do notice one very alarming trend uh, for people who have um, a parent or children down there. They tend to overextend themselves sending money. And I run into a very specific case of someone who was helping me with my home remodeling stuff. And um, he 
has asked me multiple times to borrow money, even though he makes a good bit. And I think the problem here is with cash flow because he he'll say like, well, my brother's really sick or whatever. And I'm like, I understand we all want to help, but it's important to also think about yourself and your responsibilities to yourself. And one of the best phrases my mom said, and I, I don't think it's going to my mom is can't help yourself. You can't help others until you like are in a good place yourself. So help yourself first. And um, it's really helped me to think about that. Like I need to be make, I need to make sure I'm in a good place. And when there's a little bit left share, of course, but don't put it at the cost of your potentially, you know, using a credit card or um, sacrificing future earnings or not being able to pay your own bills. Um, It's important to set standards and boundaries for like what you can afford. Um, I could just go on that topic for a while. They really, it makes me sad that people work very hard and then there's like no safety net for them whatsoever because they've sent it all back home. I think that's a really, a really hard one because I think, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes I feel almost guilt because I'm like, I am doing so much better. And I'm not saying that I'm rich by any means, but like compared to what I see from some of my family or some of the folks um, where my dad is from in Mexico or even where my um, husband's family is from, like, it yeah. makes me feel guilty. Like I, um, I'm doing well and I feel like I do want to help others. And like you said, I'm also, because of the way that I grew up, I'm also sometimes very almost traumatized and scared that I could end up in a, in a situation where I don't have funds to pay, pay for my child or to have food or a house or whatever. And so like those conflicting feelings often make me feel a lot of different emotions. And so, yeah, I think it's really, really important to set those boundaries. And and while it has been challenging sometimes, um, I think the harder, harder thing that we have encountered is, um, you know, if we have undocumented friends or family asking for um, co-signing or different things, yes. it doesn't feel like they're asking for money because they're not. But at the same time, if, if something, God forbid, happened and they can't pay that loan or they, you know, again, God forbid, get deported or something like who's stuck yeah. with that bill, it's going to be me. Yeah. Um, so that's like, that's been very hard, but I've had to just kind of say, you know, I can help you in other ways. So sometimes I try to say like, I'll help you find resources in the community or a cheaper house, or I can like, you know, do different things. And that that's also exhausting, but it's hard to say no, right? We know the, how lucky and privileged we are and it can be, it's a, it's a challenge. So I know that we, um, we've talked about therapy before (laughs) and this has come up in that conversation for me often. It's like similar to you. My dad has uh, many siblings, I think eight or nine as well. Um, and he gives so much to his, his mom, his mom and dad, my grandparents. And it's like, Mm -hmm. he kind of sets the tone, right? That like, this is what you're supposed to do. And And he's still taking care of himself, but it's hard. It's kind of, it's, it's so interesting to me in the American culture that it's like the opposite here where the parents help the kids. Like you hear all the time, Oh, my dad helped me open a business or whatever. And in our, in our, in our situation, right. I got like, you know, this amount of money when my parent passed and there, there was money saved for funeral expenses exactly. or my, like my, my mom's, um, uh, boss, uh, when his father was sick, there was money set aside for travel expenses to go see his dad. 
they were very wow. he was very well off like a lawyer made a lot of money and yet his father felt this responsibility to not burden his children and I will I will give my mom a lot of credit here we talk about this and I am one of those people who like I have zero qualms about bringing uh, the ugly scary conversations I'll be like so when do I pull the plug like how long and she's like oh my god and I'm like no it's important to talk about it now because it's very difficult to talk about it like you know when things happen and we've talked about end of life um, care or, you know, what she would want to do, all that stuff. And she's constantly said, well, I have um, built some prop, I have properties built in Peru that have rental income. I'm hoping that, you know, I can live off of that and we can do like, we have plans. And she's constantly thinking, how do I ensure my kids don't end up with that? But I think so few people in our, you know, um, uh, community have that also Absolutely. because of privilege, right? Like they were in survival mode. And exactly. I think our generation is in that place where I, I know you put away for it for retirement, as do I, I have life insurance um, in case, you know, something happens and I haven't finished paying off any personal debts. I don't want my mom inheriting any of that. So um, we're in a different place, but it is very difficult to navigate that. And I, that survivor guilt, is hard. I spent oh. three months in Peru um, a couple years ago, and it was difficult to think about the basic necessities that s- certain nieces and nephews didn't have and um, think about like all the things I had. And they were just kind of like a given. Um, I could, you know, like easily buy an electronic uh, because it was necessary for me to be like more effective or just certain things like buying a second screen. Um, and they had to really save up for that for like a year or sometimes two years, you know, and it just put that in perspective. And so I think it is important to set aside money to give back um, whatever you can at 10%, 5% of what you make, assuming you're in a place where you have your own safety cushion. But I, I think sometimes there's almost like a sense of pride of like, well, I would like to provide. And I've seen that like even in gift giving, like over the holidays, kids like get into debt trying to buy gifts for their parents. Absolutely. Yes. Makes me so frustrated. No, it's very, I agree with you on that one. And while my husband and I talk about this all the time, we're like, why does everyone have a nicer car than us or a kind of nicer house (laughs) than us? And it's like, you have to fight the urge um, sometimes to like overspend in order to, yeah, it's like, you can go, it can go a lot of ways, right? Either giving to others or giving to yourself and then putting yourself in debt to like look a certain way or to have a certain lifestyle that maybe is not the goal. So yeah, I, I think that, I think our community is starting to learn a little more about, you know, setting ourselves up. And I'm not saying the American way is necessarily the 100% right way, but I think there's a combination there. Like you said, like, let's give and let's prepare for the future. Let's buy nice things when we can, but also save um, until we have the, the money to do those things. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a weird thing to navigate. And I think, like you said, it's kind of just a little bit about like, our time here in the country. And I think over time, it'll, it'll, it'll change. And, and we'll, we'll continue to learn and teach our children and our nephews and our nieces and cousins and whoever. Um, because I think it's like, like our episode that we did with one of my former students, she's still navigating those processes by herself too. And so she's learning. So we're all in that learning space. And I would say definitely um, be kind to yourself, but also build boundaries that allow you to really um, grow and, and, and feel peaceful and happy. 
Yeah. And, you know, shout out to those folks who have these like old cars. I have a 2006 Lexus that I bought um, pre-owned from someone else, got a really good deal. And I, I drive that car with a lot of pride. I could buy something else right now, but I'm very focused on other financial goals for myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to incur that debt right now. My car works. In fact, I call it my grandpa car because it's like <laughs> this older Lexus that has a lot of room. So grandpa, in fact, loves it. Um, and I try to take care of it because I I think like a sign of status isn't necessarily the car you drive or Mm -hmm. uh, what you know the home that you own but rather do you have the freedom to potentially take some time off if you need to do you have the freedom to hire a personal trainer for your own health if you need to it's like to me those are far more valuable but again back to it kind of drives back um, the point of like you know boundaries for yourself Um, so I do want to kick us off to um, a, our rose thorn bud um, segment of this podcast. Um, I'll start first, and um, I actually do want to relate it a little bit to boundaries. So, um, my rose this um for this week is I've been trying to go on mini adventures um during the weekday because I tend to work a lot during the weekdays. I think that I don't just want moments of joy to come in the weekend. So lately, I've been trying to go to the gym, even if it's for like 20, 30 minutes. Um, to go do like just walk around or whatever and the other day I found a wine bar right in front of the gym so I went (laughs) and I um had some quiet time I read my book um there were these like boisterous men but I like I ignored them and just um, read my books I was like I'm gonna date with my book leave me alone um and then um I, my, my thorn this, this week is that I, grandpa and I got a little, had a little bit of a tiff. Um, he doesn't respect that I have boundaries when it comes to like time at work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he'll be like, my radio turned off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a meeting. I can't just pop out. Like you need to learn to give me a moment, like give me a holler, but like not five. <laughs> um, so we've kind of just talked about those boundaries. Um, and, and it's, it's a new concept for him. Um, and my bud is that I've just been trying to get out a little bit more outside of my room to go do more walks because I find that honestly it gives back to the productivity I bring back to work after I have those breaks. What about you, Kim? Um, so my rose is a very mom specific, uh, <laughs> probably very um, weird for, for some people, but I was uh, chatting with my mom friends recently. My son is almost fully potty trained and I'm super excited about it. Like I've, I've babysat. So I know that's a huge milestone. I get it. I get it's, it. I think it's the coolest thing. Like it's one, <laughs> I don't really care that he's using the toilet, right? For me, the bigger thing is that he's articulating to us, like I need to do this or I feel this way. And it's just, it's amazing to see them grow and see them. I don't know. It's just like truly makes my heart swell when I see him um, learning new things and, I know this is like a pretty, this is a pretty big one, right? It's hard. One of my, most of my nephews um took a lot longer and he's only two and a half. So I'm like, wow. that's amazing. I'm like so proud of him and every, and it's, this is funny. So when, when I use the restroom, he says, I'm so proud of you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> because every time he does it, we're like, we're so proud of you. <laughs> so for anybody out there using the toilet successfully I'm proud of you we are all proud of you for using the toilet successfully. you know what so, when you're a senior citizen we're also very proud of you exactly yes no one realizes what a big thing this is <laughs> so that one is definitely high on my list right now 
Um, in terms of a thorn, I think we're just having strange weather these days. It's like up, up and down one day. It's beautiful. The next day it's snowing and it's kind of like exhausting to me because I'm like, I just want to be able to like know what to do. Uh, similar to you, I've been trying to get outside more and do more things. And I often use the weather as an excuse. So I need that to just <laughs> be good so that I don't have that excuse. Um, in terms of bud, I think a lot of my projects at work are starting to shift and be like a little bit more, a little bit broader. So like they start out in my job, we do a lot of like pilot work, see how things are going and then um, expand. And so we're starting to get to that point where we're thinking about um, making some of these projects bigger with more, more, more participants. And so that's super exciting um, and a little bit stressful, but mostly really exciting. Cause I, I just love the idea of impacting more educators, more students. Um, and yeah, it's really, it makes me happy. So it's been a good, a good week and I'm excited for what lies ahead. Wow. That's, that's amazing, Kim. I'm really, um, thank you for sharing all that. I feel like th th I love this segment because it's our one moment to kind of connect and talk about like bigger life things yeah. other than the specific topic we're tackling. So thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Well, I hope you all join us back next week. And like we said, please always send your questions. Um, they, they make us really happy. And if you ever want to come on the podcast too. Um, <laughs> Let us know. We're happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.